Welcome to the Next Generation Podcast, where we help business owners connect to their profits and earn their freedom. Join us as we discuss ways you can grow your small business, build your wealth, and help others along the way. Here's your host, Dan Cotton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation People and Profits podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are talking about something that went on in my life this last weekend. Uh, the, the title of this is, My Team Didn't Make It to Finals, Now What? And uh, I'm, I'm talking to you because my team didn't make it to finals. In fact, uh, my team that I coach in both Worlds and Summit did not make it to finals. And for me, uh, historically, that's that's actually a pretty big deal. It's um, it's different. Uh, in fact, my level four team has never not made it to finals before. And I'm not going to do any sort of uh, deep dive into uh, my opinions on scoring or talking about anything like that. Uh, I'm going to be talking about what are my next moves? How did I handle the situation? Um, because it wasn't easy and it was a big surprise. Uh, and it was not what we were expecting. Uh, in fact, my level four team was hoping to go and win and they didn't make finals. And uh, my world's team was never expecting to win in their division. Uh, but we were hopeful that if we hit a zero deduction routine, we could make it into finals. And we did hit a zero deduction routine and we still didn't make it into finals. And so um, I want to talk through how you handle that or how I handled it and, and give you my advice and tips and, and what I think are the good things about it and um, what were some of the challenges and, and hard things. So I'm going to talk about Worlds first. That was actually obviously a few weekends ago. Um, and it was that one was a little bit different. My team was not anticipating to make finals or, well, we actually didn't even make semifinals. We were in prelims. We did not have a paid bid. And uh, our goal was to just go out and hit the best routine we possibly could. And quite honestly, they did that. They went out and they crushed it. Um, did absolutely everything I could have asked of them. And they still didn't make it to semifinals. And... That was a little bit of a bitter pill to swallow. They were pretty happy with their performance and we talked, you know, they got hit zero pins at Worlds, which is a huge deal. They were one of three teams in their entire division to hit in the semifinals round. Now, like I said, that was kind of bittersweet though, because we hit zero, but we were only one of three teams to hit zero and we didn't advance. Um, and that was a little bit disappointing for the kids. Um, and had them feeling a particular type of way, even though they got 15th out of 30 teams in semifinals, um, it still was tough for them. And they had made it to finals um, pretty much every year since four years ago, five years ago, I believe we've been in finals. Um, so that was, that was hard for them. And how we handled that or how I handled that was, was very intentional. Um, number one is I kept trying to keep them focused on, uh, on the zero on the hit and on what our ultimate goal was, was to just do the best routine we could have done. And that really helped. Uh, that certainly helped keep them positive. Uh, also we had, 
we've done things throughout the year to kind of invest in, in the team dynamic, the family dynamic, and, and keep them oriented on that. Uh, we also were staying together as a team in a house, and so we were able to kind of control that narrative um, and have positive things set up for them to be going to parks and uh, going and supporting our friends who were competing and did make it into or were competing in semifinals the next day so we had it on our schedule to go support them and and watch great cheerleading and we had it on our schedule to go to parks and um, just do things to keep the kids engaged keep the kids happy and excited to be at worlds and be building towards their next year and so that was really how we handled that situation is we uh, you know, we, we stayed focused on what we did, the positives of what we did, and uh, we just kept them focused on that. Now, I'm going to take you to D2 Summit where uh, things were different. So like I said, my team, uh, they placed second last year and they were all on a mission to try and win this year. And full transparency, even if they'd hit zero uh, in finals, and they'd made it to finals, they would not have won. They wouldn't have beat the top two teams. They were just better than us. Uh, so that's full transparency there. Uh, they wouldn't have beat them. And that, which I'll talk about later, is my fault. So uh, the next, so that team, when they went, uh, they did not hit zero. Uh, they had a deduction. Uh, they had a drop and two bobbles in their pyramid. And they were all things that hadn't happened before. Um, and were a bit of a surprise. They were hitting a great routine until the last 45 seconds, and uh, then it, it went a little bit south. And that was certainly very, very disappointing, and I think that if they had hit zero, uh, they probably would have advanced to finals. Um, oh, that was another thing I, I forgot. I'm going to take you back to Worlds. So uh, one of the things we also stayed focused on is we got to end our season on a perfect routine. And if we had gone to semifinals, we may not have hit another perfect routine, which would have been almost worse than just being elim eliminated with a perfect routine and getting to end our season on a perfect routine, which now bring us back to Summit where we didn't hit a perfect routine and that ended up ending our season. Um, so a couple things that we did. Number one, when I got scores... Um, I pretty much knew we weren't going to make finals. Uh, the division that they're in is very competitive. Um, and I had mentally established that if we weren't in the 95s, that finals would be questionable. Uh, if we'd been in the 94s, we would have made it. But um, I just knew that 95 was kind of a safe-ish zone to make finals uh, and expected the top teams in our division to be at a 96, 97. So when we got our score back and we were at a 93 something, I was like, we didn't make it. Um, and <clears throat> so I had talked to my co-coaches and I even talked to the kids before the finals announcement and I told them their score. And I said, I need you guys to mentally prepare that you're not going to hear your name called. Uh, and then we didn't. And man, oh man, did that, that hurt. That sucked a lot. Um, because they'd made it for the last five or six years. Uh, basically, ever since we'd started coming to finals, my level four team had made it to, or not coming to finals, since my level four team had started coming to D2 Summit, they'd made finals. And so being the first team to not make it um, for level four, that was, that was rough. Um, and I had a lot of seniors. And that was probably the hardest part of all of it was 
you know, hugging my seniors who were sobbing and devastated because they thought they were coming back on a mission to win and they didn't even get to go to finals. Um, that was, that was really hard. Um, and I am incredibly grateful. If you listen to my earlier podcast a couple of weeks ago about reinventing culture, this was the team that we reinvented culture on. And I think if we had not done that, although I'll tell you about some of the challenges we had, if we had not done that, this would have been borderline world ending and the amount of, I probably would have had to send kids home. That's how dramatic I think it would have gotten. Um, and because we had been focused on the culture and the team and the dynamic and how they treated each other uh, so aggressively leading into worlds I th or leading into D2 Summit, I think that made a big difference for these kids as they um, got that bad news. So how we handled this moving forward. Number one, we took the kids uh, back to the hotel and we, we let them go back and gave them a little bit of time to grieve, but not a lot. Um, actually, we forced them to go watch the rest of our teams from our gym. We said, we're not done. Our gym isn't done. So we're going to go support these teams that look up to you guys and think you are the greatest thing in the world, even though you didn't make finals. We're going to go support these younger kids and we're going to cheer them on. And <clears throat> we also are going to go support um, friends of ours that um, are another level four team competing in the small all-girl division. We went and supported them as well. And uh, I think that that was a very critical decision to keep them engaged because if we just let them go back and just grieve and be sad and cry, uh, that's when the blaming, anytime we weren't around and we weren't engaged was when the blaming and the negativity would creep its way back in. And I'll talk about that more in a second. Um, so that's, we did that. And then we chatted with them that night. We got back somewhat late because our teams performed fairly late. And we told them the schedule for the next day. And the first thing we started with, and some of you are going to think I am crazy, but the next day on the day of finals, we, the finals we did not make, we went and did a field practice uh, at nine o'clock in the morning. Now that sounds crazy, right? We were out and we didn't go in field practice and practice our summit skills. Um, although the group that dropped did want to make up their elite. So they chose to, but what we were doing was we were working on next season. Uh, and I, I told them that I said, we are going to go and we are going to stunt and we are going to work on getting ready for next year. And the reason being is whether or not you're graduating or you're returning, or you're just not cheering anymore. Your goal on this team should be to leave, leave the Jersey, even though we don't wear a Jersey, leave the Jersey in a better place. So wherever, whenever you leave, you're leaving that, the name vanity, you're leaving that team in a better place than when you started. And like I said, most people would think I was crazy. That was a great experience. They were positive. They were motivated. They were stunting and trying new things and excited and getting excited for the next season. I had seniors that were graduating um, and had never intended to super senior talking about, you know, well, maybe I could drive the, the couple hours from, from college three times a week to super senior. And I'm like, well, let's, let's really think about that. Cause gas is expensive right now. But, um, you know, kids were talking about that as they were stunning around and, and getting excited about the next season and going back and getting redemption. And <clears throat> I think that that was a, a really critical move to, um, shift their mentality, right? The bad thing has already happened. 
So we made the decision to now we're going to focus on next year and we're going to focus on still concluding this season in a positive note and leaving that jersey in a better place while also building towards the next season and the next group of vanity girls. And I think that was a really important move. Now, after that, they went to the park and the park was dramatic. Uh, There was drama. Girls started not getting along because we weren't involved. We weren't there. We weren't supervising everything. We were there, but we weren't like with them in every circumstance. And there were little situations of drama. I went and supported our 4.2 team that was in finals and they all had to meet us there to support that team. And after that, that also, while um, it did create some challenges and it was super hard for the kids to go and watch another team uh, be in finals, I think it was also really good for them. Um, it was good for them for a number of reasons. Number one, it forced them to support another team and, and do that and support their family and their gym. And number two is it, it kind of lit a fire of like, I don't ever want to be sitting out again. Like I want to be on that stage. I want to be in finals. I want to be going to awards tonight and all those other things that I thought were important really aren't right now in this moment, like I have regrets. And that's actually one of our gym mottos is leave with no regrets. And I talked to them about it earlier in the year that some of them might be ending the season with some regrets because we've made concessions and we've, we've done those things that we probably are going to look back on and go, I wish I'd worked a little harder. So that was a a big learning moment for them to be there. And, and it, it swallowed some pride because these are a group of girls that kind of thought they were the best and the baddest and they didn't make it to finals. And uh, as much as that sucks and I'm disappointed, there's a couple other ways to look at it. So <clears throat> that team, we do pre-registration in our gym. Um, that team has had the worst pre-registration. And that was the one team in the gym that thought they were going to go to D2 Summit and win. Why? was registration as low because they thought they were going to be done. I've accomplished it. I'm not going to level up. I don't need to be on four again because I'm I'm going to go and win now. Some of my kids that were dead set leading into D2 Summit on I'm Not Cheering next year have now registered because they didn't get to end the season the way they wanted to. Um, and now they're like on a mission to go back and and redeem themselves and and accomplish what it was they had set out to accomplish at the beginning of last year. Now, this is going to be a fleeting thing. It's not going to last forever. And that was my mistake. One of my mistakes going into this year is they set out on the same mission this year, but somewhere along the way, we kind of lost sight of that. And I do want to talk about that um, as well. So it's been really good because we've 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 talked to the kids individually and we've encouraged them to you know get back to it, come back, uh, and and you know prove the judges wrong and show that they are they're capable and and go and hit a zero next year and do that stuff. We we've encouraged them to do that, and so now they're motivated to come back and and achieve that together. Um, so that's been really really great. Some of the other things I think are important. Um, as you look at, you know, my team didn't make it to finals. Now what? You need to look at where you went wrong because at the end of the day, if your team didn't make it to finals, a lot of the times that means that there was something we could have done differently as a coach. And I, I know that that's hard to say or hear, uh, and think, well, it's not my fault that they didn't hit their stunts. In fact, I had coaching friends say, look, you can't control the fact that they dropped 
no, I can't. But if they dropped, they weren't prepared. And the things that I can look back on is I can say, well, I did change their this team's routine four times complete overhauls and this team never completed the same routine twice all season long to include from day one to day two. That's on me. That's not on them. I kept changing it on them. How can I expect them to be perfect and execute perfectly and have great perfect execution like my team is known for when they've only really been practicing that version of the routine for two months? I I can't. I can't expect that. That's not fair of me. Um, I haven't even given them the drilling and the time to perfect those things. So what did I do wrong in terms of that? And then number two, what did I do wrong in their routine? Because the team that actually won our division dropped on day two. They had a drop and they still won because their routine was so freaking good and it was so difficult that even with the drop, it didn't lower their score enough to take them out of first place. Well, that's on me right? I didn't set their routine up correctly for success so they could go and have a drop and still win because they were that good. So, and and this was a fiercely talented team. So I, I personally look at that as a coach and I go, that's on me. That was my fault. I needed to do that differently. Um, So sit back and and take those lessons in, like figure out what it is you can learn from these mistakes and what it is you can learn from not making it to finals and then apply it. The last thing I just want to kind of throw out there to assess is look at where you cut corners. Um, I think that one of the reasons they didn't make it to finals was a version of death by a thousand cuts. If you don't know the theory of death by a thousand cuts, it's it's a torture. It's a very awful where you kill someone by cutting them a thousand tiny little cuts that they bleed from. Um, this team's failure at Summit uh, was related to a death by a thousand cuts. And it was a thousand little concessions that I made for this team or for individuals or for you know, something I wanted to do with the routine or knew I needed to do. And I, I acquiesced and I made a concession. And as I did that over and over and over and over again, those little things all started to pile up and ended up with the result of not doing what we set out to it originally do. So you know, you look back at those practices that you said, oh, it's not a big deal if you miss. And oh, it's it's okay if you lost this skill. And oh, well, it's all right that your stretch isn't that good. You know, it's it, I'll make a concession for you because you're a great kid or because I know you're working hard. And over time, making all those tiny little concessions over and over and over and over and over again resulted in my team not making it to finals. Now, you as a coach and as an owner have to decide is it worth it to you to make those concessions because you care about the kids and it's about the experience more than it is about the win? Or is it not worth it to you? And the number one ultimate goal is winning the event. Now, winning is great and I love to win and I plan to try and win next year, but winning also comes with consequences. Winning also means that kids are going to say, my work here is done And oftentimes teams that win big events, I hear from owners and and friends that say our retention was the worst. 
this year because we won. One of my good friends, their team is the first team from their gym ever to globe at Worlds. And their retention going into next year is not as good as they were hoping. They thought they were going to have 100% and they do not have that. They have kids leaving for other gyms and trying other things out because they think they went as far as they could with that team. And that is one of the risks of success as well. So you can take those experiences of not making it into finals, those disappointing moments and grow from them and, and learn from them and make yourself ultimately better. So find a way, I know it's, it's silly to say, you know, make uh, lemonade out of, le- you know, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade kind of thing. But that is what you have to do in these circumstances. You have to take the time to find a way to turn this really negative experience, this thing that you're very disappointed about and turn it into something positive. So that is my two cents on my team didn't make it to finals. Now what? What is it you're going to learn from this? And have a plan. I know this is is horrible to say, right? But have a plan of what you're going to do if your team doesn't make it into finals and how it is you can control their emotional reaction. I know that sounds really, really weird that we're going to control these kids' emotions. And, And you can't completely control them. But my kids were not on social media talking crap about the other teams or talking crap about their teammates. They definitely had their moments where they they got at each other and bit at each other a little bit. But at the end of the day, they responded about as well as I could possibly expect for a team that didn't, that thought they might win that didn't then make finals. Um, And that I think was directly in response to the way we as a staff responded and set the standard and set the expectations and kept them busy and kept them focused on leaving the Jersey in a better place and living out their culture and our core values uh, and their team's letters and just really living who we want to be and making the most out of that bad situation. Um, Now, I can't say I fully had a plan going into it, um, but I quickly came up with my plan. I would recommend you have plans or you use my blueprint as a plan of what I did uh, because it made a big difference. Uh, made made a huge difference. I, yeah, I think if we had just said, all right, we didn't make it to finals, uh, go with your parents, have fun at the parks tomorrow. Uh, I think it would have been a very different, different circumstance. And I think we would have had a lot more negative talk and, and things just wouldn't have gone as well. So with that, I hope you all are doing well. I hope you're getting ready for next season. Uh, if you haven't already had your evaluations, tryouts, team placements, I hope those go great for you. If you had, I hope you had more kids than you've ever had before. Uh, so many kids, you don't even know what to do with them all. Uh, with that, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Next Generation, Connecting People and Profits podcast. If you love this content, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and head over to our website to sign up for our emails with tips and tricks on how to grow your business.